Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with a very good friend of mine. I've known him for well over 10 years now. I met him at an Eddale conference and I've had him speak at just about every event that I've ever run. I often refer to him as the smartest guy that I know in business. And he's got a very deep understanding of just business in general, markets and trading and finance. He's actually was involved in developing and building up a, a very large consumer goods business in Fiji and then helping to then sell that business. Currently, he's got a, a SaaS platform that has got a really interesting technology component that enables him to build decision trees. And the, the platform, which is called Leadshook, is just really starting to take off. It generates over 250,000 leads per month for its clients. And that's probably at last check. So no doubt it's well surpassed that. And if that's not enough, he's a really kind and generous guy. He's always been incredibly helpful to me. So it's with great pleasure that I get to invite Nick Thakralal to the event. All right. So thank you for making the time, Nick. Yeah, no problem. I was wondering who, who you were introducing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're always uh, humble. So you. it's funny, I was looking for your bio online and you are the least advertised or self-promoting <laughs> yeah, person right. that I know. I've gone onto your uh, bio and then I think there's like one sentence or something like that. So, but yeah, as I've said, Nick really has a, had a, a very large influence in, in the way that sort of I've grown my business and the different things that I take on. So very much appreciate that. And I, I wanted to get him on um, for the summit really to to walk us through his process. Something that he's very strong at is, is creating decision trees. And it's, it's a way to be able to move a market or, or identify your target audience's hot buttons and, and take them from being a browser through to being a buyer. So Nick's going to take us through this process. So maybe first of all, just to make sure I've articulated it correctly, Nick, if you can tell us a little bit about, I suppose, the problem that this particular system solves, and then we can move through the step-by-step on, on how you execute on it. Yeah, so the the fundamental problem it solves is, is that it allows you to uh, deliver to your market uh, a solution, a lead magnet, an offer, um, a thing, uh, that solves their most immediate problems. So th- what the decision allows you to do is to take uh, someone down a journey of self-discovery, or if you remember those old uh, books, uh, the uh, choose your adventure type of books that they used to have, it essentially is, is that where you're, uh, of course, it's uh, much faster these days online, uh, but, it, but it, is, it is pretty much the, the same thing. It's, it's someone selects an answer uh, or something to to, that to help them, and then for, that leads on to the next question. But your questions can change based on the types of answers you 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 are giving it. Thus, the decision tree, so that it uh, goes in multiple directions. What that allows you to do is that is that obviously it's interesting to the person who is going through your decision tree because the questions become more relevant. So if you say that you know you're a man or or a woman, and if I say woman, and you the next question is you know going to be about shoes and bags rather than football and beer then uh, naturally it becomes the, the conversation is becoming much more real 
or in some respects, the other way of looking at it, look at it is uh, that it mimics or almost uh, replicates a real-life conversation that you would have with a real person. And that's what makes it uh, so interesting or why it's engaging to the person who's going through it. So it's interactive and engaging because it humanizes the experience. Yeah, it's like that personalization that can be handled very much at scale because it's not an individual. So obviously a salesperson might be tailoring and personalizing their sales process based on the individual and the data points that they're picking up, whereas this is a way to to automate that and and get them... Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, that's what's happening in every sales situation anyway. Like if you go to a furniture store and you say, uh, you know, in the, the, after the pleasantries, the guy will ask you, the girl will ask you, uh, you know, um, what are you looking for? Like, you know, inside, outside kind of furniture. And you go, well, outside. Well, then he's not going to start talking about the dining table. You know, he'll be talking about outdoor furniture. And then like, well, what kind of furniture do you want? And then, you know, so, so it almost, the conversation leads in a specific direction based on the choices you're making. That's exactly what, what we're trying to do. And that's exactly what a lot of, our online experiences should be about and that they become more relevant the more you chat. Mm-hmm. So this particular process then is then how you develop that, like how you identify. Correct. So even a simpler version of a simpler version, it's kind of like the, the, kind of like the, the lazy way to do personalized marketing, if you can call it that. <laughs> Yeah. The lazy way to riches <laughs> is, is using this method and it's going to be a five-step process and there's not too many marketers that I know of who don't have a lead magnet lying around on their, on their hard drives. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to start with an existing collateral that you have. The reason why we're doing that is firstly, you've already invested a lot of money to get a PDF made or a free report made or something made. And so your execution is very, very fast. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to start with an existing piece of collateral and we're going to kind of tear it apart and turn those into a decision tree. And then through the decision tree process, reconstruct it to only the relevant bits that a prospect is looking for. So, for example, the problem with most, most uh, lead magnets is that you're kind of like, you know, passing the, the buck back onto your prospect to say, well, here's the 35-page report, you go work it out. Which of these 35 pages are relevant to you? And secondly, after you've worked out that, well, cool, only page you know, 10 had, had a few nuggets that I could use, you're still living onto, onto your kind of the, the, the onus has been pushed onto your, your, your prospect or your lead to send, then work out what is my plan of action. So we're trying to address those two problems with this one thing by, by saying, I don't need you to read all, all 25 pages or 30 pages of this PDF. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the bits that are most relevant to you and also a plan of action or some way to quickly deploy that. And so you build the, that reciprocity and generate a lot of value for your lead or customer by only giving them the bits that are highly relevant and also how to end up using it. So that's essentially what this system is going to be about. So we're starting at the, at the end, which is the, the lead magnet, and we're going to work our way towards the front, which is where, how the decision tree starts. Yeah, perfect. So I suppose then starting with step number one is getting that collateral and pulling it apart or understanding. Correct, correct. yeah. So, so the first step would be to get your, your lead magnet out. So it could, could be your, your, your Word doc or, or, or whatever it is would be the first thing. And secondly, that's just step one is pick a document. And I suppose if you're looking for a system on, on which one to pick, then would be the one that probably gave you the best opt-in historically. Yeah. 
the lack of and, form. And that could be any, it, mainly you're thinking starting off with written form or would that be any sort of lead magnet? Yeah, be it be video, even, audio or video. Because if, you, if, you, because if you've got a 45 minute, minute video, that's still, you're expecting your lead or prospect to, to invest 45 minutes and that's the risk. Like, well, no, I spent 45 minutes here. Am I really going to get any value out of it? So, so it could be that too. It's just any piece of content that, that has traditionally worked reasonably well for you and we're just going to optimize it so that it delivers a far better outcome faster. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So I, I suppose it could be a video or it could be anything, but I'm just going to pretend it's a, it's a PDF for the purposes of, of our discussions, but it could be a video as well. Yeah. And so, so the first thing to do is, is essentially to go through or just kind of quickly read through your, your, or watch the video and pick out those bits, those nuggets of information that made that piece of content so relevant. So say, for example, if I've got a PDF on how to get, um, you know, how to design uh, really good landing pages and talking about, you know, let's say there's a, you're going to talk about the call to action being relevant to the person or you or a way to word the call to action, then that would be a nugget that you would extract. Um, yes. Gardener, then it would be like, you know, a nugget would be, you know, some specific way in which you've prepared the soil before planting you know, your roses or something. So whatever that, that lead magnet traditionally is delivered because that's that was the whole point when you made the lead magnet it contained you know nuggets of information which was the whole reason why someone would download it so we're just we're just going through we're just going through the lead magnet now and extracting all that information back out and i guess uh, gary halbert called it uh, you know an, an inventory of inter- interesting facts and that's all we're doing we're, we're we're going through and picking up the nuggets that would give someone an aha moment through the, the the lead magnet. Yeah, and you're just doing like let's say this would is step number two. You just do that right. again yes, in a word correct. document That's or something correct. like so, that. So step number two is create an inventory of interesting facts, which is your your list of nuggets yep. that contained within the lead magnet. Now now we're going to get to step three, which is we, we basically we, we turn those those nuggets into into answers. Right. So say for example, if the nugget is that your your headline must be you know five words, then you can turn it into answer, which is you know, which is going to be you know, five word headline, and it's going to sound a bit weird because why are we coming up with the answers first? Because then we we construct the question next, which would be uh, how many words should your headline have, of which one answer would be five words, and then you that so that's kind of step four in the process where we're uh, converting. Uh, sorry, let me just make sure I, I don't get it wrong. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. So you created you created the question. Because because you've got the answer in step three, in step four you you create the question and then you create the fake answers or the wrong answers around it. So, yes, so, yeah. So, so, so with the, the, okay, an example of sorry. the question. So, so we think in terms of here are all of the nuggets that ultimately that's what this lead magnet is delivering, and then you're thinking of what is a question where that nugget would then be the answer. That's correct. Yes. Correct. And so in, in, that, in that step, you create the question and then you create the fake answers or the, or the wrong answers about it. Yes, yeah. And, and so then that way you've got your question and you've got your set of three or four answers of which one is the correct one. And so therefore you've uh, constructed a question whose answer is, came, comes from the, 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 the lead magnet. So essentially what you've got is you've got, you've got a paragraph content or a, you know, a, a, a one minute of a clip if you want to make a video. Yeah. That is the answer to the question. Yeah. So, and so, so what you've done is you've just taken your, your lead magnet and you split it up into its component pieces 
of relevant and, and engaging information that would that would help someone. Yeah. Is there any suggestions around the crafting of the question and also I suppose the the crafting of the responses as well from a copyright perspective or Yeah, there is, but rather than getting bogged down in terms of because it's it's gonna be pretty simple. So say Let's pick an example, you know, of a, of a let's say a, a blood pressure machine or something, and let's say the, the the answer or the nugget is that that you should always do three measurements whenever you measure blood pressure, so that yep. you can you know remove any bias, for example. I, I don't know if that's correct or not, but let's let's assume that that's that's the nugget here. So then the so then the question there would be, uh, you know, how many times should you measure your your, your blood pressure every time you measure your blood pressure? How many measurements should you take? One, two, three four or five. So let's say they're the examples of which three is correct and uh, one and two are not so correct and four and five are kind of an overkill. So I think the important part here is because you're, you're extracting so much, like your nuggets are so good that it's okay to, to kind of wing the question, right? And that's, that's why I call it the, the lazy way because, because you've you delivered so much value, it's like you can kind of afford to, to not be perfect. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, because you're logically uh, giving someone so much value. And, and I suppose at this point, you've already selected the lead magnet that has got a good result. So it's already proven to resonate. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want, we can, we can add a, a supplementary, you know, kind of uh, system in addition to this short system we have on, on the types of questions to ask and, and, and what order to ask it in. And I'll cover a bit of that, but we can kind of give it as a kind of like a supplementary system of how to think about asking questions. But I, I've found oftentimes is, is that, that as marketers, we tend to over-focus on the kind of like the, the, the semantics part of it, which is like, you know, have I got the right word here? Or, you know, am I asking too many words here? When I think the reality is that, is that you know, your, your leads or prospects are just getting delighted that they're getting so much good information so fast. And so, yeah. so yeah. So, so as long as it's, it's like, you know, use Grammarly or something, make sure it's, <laughs> make sure it's, it's correct and, yes. and the punctuation is right and all that sort of stuff. But outside of that, I think, you know, like it's not something I get too overly concerned about. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the lead magnet, we've identified what the nuggets are, we've started to write, I'm assuming step number three then was writing the questions. Right, so step one is, is identify the lead magnet. Step number two is extract the, the, the nuggets or the inventory of interesting facts. Step three is turn the nuggets into answers. Step yep. four is to create the question and then the false or the wrong answers around it. Yes. You've got your question, you've got your false answers and that maps to that little bit of content that helps answer the question. Yeah, perfect. So now we get to our final step, which is uh, step five, which is to actually create the decision tree because you've already got your, yeah, because you've got your questions, you've got your answers. So now the final part is, is how do you sequence it? And so the flow. And the flow should be exactly how a normal conversation would, how a normal conversation takes place between two human beings. Let's say you met a stranger, you know, you'd, you'd say hi, hello, and then the conversation gets deeper as it as it progresses. Like you don't you don't start out with, hey, how much do you make? In the reviews that I've done, I usually I'll see like the most amateur mistakes, which is uh, you know you know go through my decision tree or discover your how to be a better investor. And and the very first question is, what's your net worth? I mean, would you walk in I don't know, <laughs> or someone on the street and say, hey, 
you know, what's your net worth? Like, I mean, it's, it's never going to work in, in real life. So why would it work online? And, mm. and so being respectful of how humans communicate is, is probably what you want to mimic here. So start out with your pleasantries. Are you a man or a woman? Like sort of your, your basic questions that are very, very easy to answer that you would uh, normally ask uh, in a normal situation. So mm. in the case of someone who's building this for this specific business, I'm sure they've all been in, in a sales situation. They'd have a certain sequence of questions that they ask. Try and, try and mirror that as much as possible. And you won't go wrong because you've, you're mirroring a conversation that you've probably had you know, hundreds of times in a real life situation. And as long as you, you match that, that type of flow, is actually the way to do it, which is why I call it the, the, the lazy, easy way to do it. Because you, you, there's not a big framework to follow over here. There's mm. no, it's just good common sense stuff. So that's how you sequence the questions up. And when in doubt, just sequence it how your PDF is written. Yes, yeah. So if you, if you collected a nugget on, on page one, then ask that as your page one question. Ask that as your, as your first question. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. And so now, now you've got your phone in place. Uh, you want to add a couple of questions at the top to, hey, how are you? That kind of thing. And at the end, you want to add a form if you want to collect the, the lead, which in this case, normally you would. There's some advanced strategies about why, how you can do lead generation without collecting emails. We won't cover that in today's system. That's the open loop to come to leads.com. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a blatant sales pitch. Always <laughs> 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 be selling, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's the, the sequence. You, you ask a name, email, phone number, whatever is relevant to, to grab the lead. So here's what you're getting as the business guy. You're getting answers to a specific set of questions. So therefore, you've just learned a lot about the prospect or the lead. And which means it allows you to move the conversation to the next step. Now, based on the answers, you might go like, wow, this person is probably going to be a hot lead. Then you can contact them right away. Or you can do an outreach to them saying, hey, thanks for coming through our decision tree. Uh, based on the answers we've collected, you know, you're someone who's an ideal fit for us. So it, it allows you to discriminate and not have everybody sitting in the list as being of equal value. But from the answers, so let's say, for example, if you, if you have 10 uh, questions, having the answers to 10 questions plus the name and email is mm. far more valuable than just having name and email. Yes, yeah. So the name and email is, is still not relevant enough. Yeah, you kind of know that, you know, he wanted a neat book about, I don't know, gardening or something. But now I know, you know, about maybe, you know, whether you're having difficulties with planting, you're, you know, difficulties with watering the, your, your garden and all aspects around gardening, if that's what your lead macro is about. So it allows you to discriminate. So, well, hang on a second. He's high value based on the answers he's given. She's low value or, or whatever it be. And then that way, then you can start your autoresponder sequences, your messaging sequences, or your outreach program if, you, if, if that's how you convert people. And so you end up making sure that you, you match the, the marketing message to the value of the lead. Yes. Or you may learn that, that this person is, is really not someone we ever want to deal with based on the answers they may have given you. In which case, you just keep them onto your list or you could sell that lead to somebody else. But yeah. it's essentially working out. It's working towards only dealing with quality. So if a thousand people went through this, this specific decision tree, not all of them is worth the same. There would be a specific set of answers that would reveal to you that oh, these small group of people are someone who we should be contacting first. Yes, yeah. And that's what the whole process does. And that's, that's the whole reason why we're doing it. We're taking a previously proven lead magnet. We reverse engineer it into a decision tree. 
And then now when you move forward at the end of the decision tree, based on the answers that someone's given, you, you reconstruct the personalized PDF or the personalized lead magnet. That's the last bit. So say, for example, if you've decided that, that you only want to give a constructed lead magnet for those things that I got wrong or the answers that I selected wrong, you can construct it on the fly as a personalized lead magnet, or, or it could be an offer, it could be, any, it could be anything that moves forward the conversation in the, in, the, in the sale. So let's say, for argument's sake, you're reconstructing the PDF. So out of the 10 questions, let's say if I got five right, then you'd, you'd construct the PDF or you construct the, the lead magnet on only the five that I got wrong. So yeah. all of a sudden, I'm getting a lot of value that I don't have to go and read about stuff that I already, uh, already got right which is normally what would happen in most lead magnets that are, that are static, where it, it contains a lot of information that I already know. And so this way, the final lead magnet that I'm getting after giving you my name and email, the things that are relevant have been removed. Yes, yes. Which means I'm getting an outcome which is like, oh, wow, they've only given me stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. That's the reason why this works so well. From a perspective of then the promise that you make to the person before they Start. begin going through the decision tree, what is it that we position or how do we craft that, that it's interesting enough to draw them in? Like by saying yeah, so, you're, you're getting this particular yep. result. There's a whole framework that I've got where we, we, we create headlines based on presuppositions and all that sort of stuff. But uh, the reason why this is called the lazy method is because you can just use the same title that you use for the for the for the previous uh, lead mechanism that you had. So yep. because you've picked up a piece of collateral that's already worked, it, it obviously had a headline and a subheadline. All this, um, all this, there was some promo that was done about it, and so that that landing page still exists. So you can you can continue to use most of it. The lead magnet you would have had would have had some sort of a title page or a title. What do you call the video that where you the, the title? the topic of the first slide that you show normally to reveal yes. to someone what, what this presentation is going to be about, you can just use that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe then the last thing to walk through would be an example of the application of this. Can you think of, I know you gave some little separate ones all the way through. Do you have an example that you can think of? And, and we could probably even include, because I know you've done a few of these one-hour decision trees and we can link to some yeah, of those actually, resources. Yeah. If, if, um, if people go to, oh, we can, they can go through the digital market one and we can provide a link to that. The digital market Australia one that we did where we profiled uh, the attendees or it, it was a Facebook campaign. Oh, sorry. It was a, uh, yeah, I think it was a Facebook campaign where ads were run for people to go through a decision tree for the digital market Australia event uh, where they were profiled based on, um, and in that one, we dynamically generated a chart. And so yes. we could give that as an, as an example. We can give a link to that uh, after this and people can go through, oh, it's the link somewhere on this page where they can go through and experience, with the, experience a, a real life campaign that worked. So if we step through that one and use that as the example, I'm thinking effectively the first asset or the marketing collateral that came together for that was the information about the speakers. Correct. So, Correct. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I, I suppose if you were to take that as a framework, yes. Yeah, so, so when I spoke to Stephen S, who was uh, running the event, he, he asked me, like, hey, Nick, can we do something here? I said, I said, I said, sure. Generally speaking, most people sell events as, uh, as hey, come into networking and learn some stuff. And the idea that, that we kind of came up with was, uh, why don't we turn the event as a solution? So that's the lead magnet or the final outcome to a problem. So then, well, how do we identify the problem? So we came up with the digital marketers, the digital marketing profile. 
which is which yeah. a, a radar diagram with uh, six axes, and like lead generation, you know, traffic, uh, sales conversions, operations, uh, and I can't remember the other two. And so we would ask a bunch of questions and score you on each one of those six metrics. And if we go through the, the method here, if we identify, let's say, the speakers and their topics that Correct. they're strong in, that, that would be the first extracting of, of those interesting Correct. facts and nuggets. Yep. From there, you're looking to then craft a question that would effectively lead them to the answer, which is, which is that speaker's presentation. Go and watch to this person's session at the event. Yes, yeah. In this case, what we did was Stephen basically gave me this table which had like the, the six skills on, on one axis and then all the speakers on, I guess you could say, the, the x-axis and, the, and on, on, the, on the other axis was the, was the capabilities. And he'd, he'd identified which speaker was going to talk, talk about what topics. Yes. And so, so, it was, it was, so I essentially worked off a table and he'd given me the, a, a short summary of, the, of what the topic was about. And that became the, the, the nugget. Yep. And we just developed the questions of those, basically. So, for example, I think our good friend Mike Rhodes spoke about, uh, you know, Google and, um, and AI. So yep. we constructed a, a question um, around, uh, around, I can't remember the specific question, but it was something to do with, uh, you know, Google and, and AI. And if you got that wrong, then, then, you, then you'd get Mike's bio as the answer and you should go and watch Mike's session because he's going to cover stuff on traffic and, and Google and, uh, and AI. Yes, yeah. So, so that's kind of like how, how the whole thing fits again. Yeah, so the, but we made it a little bit more engaging because once again, I guess we're moving away from the, from the lazy method here. We, we took all of the questions and we built a, a chart on the fly, which was your, your profile. And so that was the big outcome. So that was the big lead magnet that someone could get. So rather than giving someone pages and pages of, of, of what they don't know about digital marketing, we gave them a, a chart. So in, in one chart, you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I sucked at lead gen. And it would have yes. recommendations, which are these, are the, these are the three speakers or the X number of speakers who are going to speak about, uh, about lead generation. So therefore, like, don't, don't miss their session. And, yeah. and so, so here the, the tool was, or the profile or the diagram, uh, which is constructed on the fly, uh, ended up becoming the actual lead magnet. That was the outcome that I could give. So which means you could give a very valuable outcome in one chart. So no, no need to read 25 pages to work out that you suck at lead gen. Just answer these you know, four easy questions or 10 easy questions and yes. we'll construct a chart for you. And the chart said immediately like, wow, I suck at lead generation. Okay, so then you could then have a whole bunch of autoresponder sequences and a whole lot of other marketing that, that went behind it to reveal, uh, to speak about that self-identified problem for yourself. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's the real takeaway of what this system does. It's just a way to generate lead magnets that really engage the audience, tailor the responses to their individual situation and identify perfect prospects, people that are the perfect fit for your product or service and almost get them to effectively raise their hand. We use this process in all of our businesses. So I use it in System Hub, in Melbourne SEO. Or the other thing you could do is the final page that you reconstruct could be just a lead magnet. It could be just an offer and you sell our products. I mean, does the person really want to just their problem? Let's say, for example, if I'm having skin, skin issues or hair issues or something, or let's say you're running a, 
a, an online store, an e-commerce store that uh, sells, um, let's say, you know, anti-wrinkle creams. And you can yeah. ask questions about, you know, do you spend a lot of time in the sun? Do you have wrinkles already? Do you have, you know, crow's feet, yada, yada, like the various aspects of, of skin? And so, well, based on what you've told us, you know what, the best uh, creams available on the market right now is product X. And it could be just uh, you click the button and it just adds it to, uh, adds it to the cart. Or perhaps a bundle of, of products that you could construct on the fly based on the answers you've, the lead or, or the person would have selected. It's the important thing to realize that it's, it's just a framework of doing consultative selling at scale. You could use that to, to go directly to the offer, if that's what's more appropriate, or you could go with more information. So in the case of really high-value products uh, where you would need to have multiple conversations before the sale can take place, yeah, you'd, you'd naturally lead in with information. But if it's a $50 product or you know, some sort of thing where they can, they can get an outcome right away, or that could be one of the questions you ask in your decision tree, which is about like how, you know, how much are you struggling right now? And if someone says, listen, I'm, I'm in so much pain or, or I'm in, I need an outcome yesterday, it makes no sense just to keep giving them more information. Um, you know, might as well transition to an offer. So, yes. so there again, you could actually have 80% of the people who, do, who aren't revealing to you that they're in immediate pain. They would get information and into some nurture sequence. While someone who has indicated that they really want a solution yesterday, they could go directly to an offer page. Mm. And that's the whole point. Is, is, is that's the whole reason for doing it is because you're using consultative selling at scale or using decision tree to extract information out of your leads and customers that allows you to identify who is the high value person, who can I help right now, and who is not, or who I can help tomorrow or, or yeah. the week after, or they're not quite ready yet to, to, to transact. That um, is a good example and brought one to mind. We did a decision tree for a client of ours that was a dentist. And some of the first questions were around rating, were you in pain? If you're in pain, what is the strength of the pain? And um, people who were eight and up, the immediate call to action was, you should contact the surgery straight away and book in. And then if they were below a certain point, it was, hey, you should try and do it in the next week or get it looked at when you're next in for your next checkup. Or, and we asked a series of questions where we took them in different directions. If they were looking for cosmetic treatments, it was different. But it was kind of like, what is the next step for you? We didn't even in that process collect the name and the email. We wanted it really easy for them to kind of just feel like it was just a way to lead them to the most relevant place on the website. Yeah, that's a perfect example. And, and, and actually, that is a very good use of a decision tree because it allows you to learn enough about your leads and customers or, or leads and prospects uh, to discriminate. Yes. And you know who you can serve and who you can derive or uh, deliver most value to right now rather than uh, selling to someone who's just not interested. And as a result, you, you sort of burn your bridge, um, so to speak. You're better off by saying, well, he's not quite ready yet or she's not quite, quite there yet. We'll, we'll nurture them. Yeah. And that's the whole point of doing it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, an extremely powerful process and one that, like I said, that we use as well. If people want to find out more, I'm, I'm going to make sure in the footer under here we'll put some links through to some of the example decision trees that you had mentioned and link through to leadshook.com. Is there any other places or, or those are the, the best places for people to get started? Yeah, if so, they want to- so they can go to leadshook.com and on the top navigation bar we've got a top nav item uh, which says uh, examples if you click on that 
you'll see some examples of the types of things that we have done. Uh, we've done B2B, B2C. We've even done decision trees post-consumption. So let's say if someone's just bought a product from you, you could create a decision tree on how to consume the product. So yes. thus helping them extract most value out of what you just sold to them. And this is pretty important for, let's say, if you're an info marketer or something where normally you'll sell a course and you give them, you know, 25 DVDs or you give them, you know, 30 videos. And <laughs> almost every course I've ever done is, here's the login, see you around, <laughs> which is really not serving me or serving, you know, your, whoever's bought off you because you've just destroyed lifetime value by, by not being able to sell them the second product. It's like, well, why would I buy the second product from you if I haven't consumed the first one? So by having a decision tree on your thank you page, by saying, cool, you know, thanks for buying us, buying the product, you know, let's help you consume. Let's quickly go through the uh, decision tree and learn a bit more about you to see how sophisticated you are. So say if you've just sold a course on how to be a better trader or a better investor, well, it makes a lot of sense to learn, well, I mean, how sophisticated is this person who just bought the course off you? You know, maybe mm-hmm. he knows more than you, or maybe he's just bought because he's interested in a strategy that you shared in one of the bullets on your sales page or something. And that's all he, and that's all he or she is after. Uh, they don't want to know the merits of precious metals investing because, you know, they probably have more, they may, may already have, you know, a much larger portfolio than you. So, so it becomes our job as, as people who are selling these, or as marketers to say, well, you know what, I don't know how to serve you yet. Why don't you tell me a bit more about where you are and what you're looking for? And I'll direct you in the right direction. So in this case, your, your lead magnet, if you're going to call it that, is actually a personalized plan of action or a personalized training program where we can say, well, based on the answers we've learned about you or based on the answers you've given us, uh, you know, you can skip the first 10 modules because you know that stuff. Start from module 11, then go and do 13, 14, and you're done. And, and that person would experience the value of, of the product you've sold them really, really quickly. Or it could be something similar. I even tried it for an e-commerce uh, product. It was, a, it was a hair serum where, where the directions were different based on your hair length and the type of hair you had and the types of problems you're having with your hair. The directions on how to consume the product was different. So rather than generically uh, uh, you know, uh, having people experiment how to use the product, we took it one step further by saying, well, if you just share a bit more information about, about where, you, where you are and what you're looking for immediately, we'll show you how to even use the product. And it could be a bunch of videos on how to use the product. So you just redirect them to the right video. It kind of reminds me of the way that Google came in and revolutionized the search industry by when you landed on, back in the day, all of the other competing sites, they would list out, it almost looked like a directory and they'd give you different categories and subcategories and they'd give you all of these options, 99% of which just wasn't relevant to the user. And then Google comes along and gave you a very clean interface with a search box and you just told them what you were looking for and then they would deliver what you were looking for. And that idea was that's, huge. That's, that's exactly right. In fact, I was thinking of the same thing as, you, <laughs> as an example to share. While everybody else, like Excite.com and Yahoo, they would kind of vomit on you with all kinds of links and stuff flashing all over the place. While Google just said, I don't know what you what want. Do you want? Type it in. Yes. And, and that's, that's exactly what we're doing here. It's like, well, I don't know what you want. Why don't you show us a little bit about who you are and we'll, we'll increase your, uh, the value we, we delivered to you by, by giving you something a little bit more uh, personalized, a little bit more uh, customized to, to, to who you are. 
It's an extremely powerful uh, process. And uh, yeah, always appreciate your insights, Nick. So we'll point people to leadshook.com to find out more and follow that rabbit hole. Um, Is there any final words you want to leave on? Yeah, sign up. You'll make a lot of money if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Thanks again, Nick. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Dave. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now. (laughs) 